You're listening to the Glam Observer podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel Maréchal. Glam Observer is an online destination for everyone passionate about fashion, beauty, blogging, and working in these three fields. This podcast is all about having great conversations with bloggers and people working in fashion and beauty to inspire and give tips and insights to whoever wants to work in these fields. I met Stephanie Dow during a meeting in London with the members of the WW Club, a platform for working women around the world. I immediately loved her smile and the jewelry she was wearing. A former US Vogue alumna and web coordinator at Maison Martin Margiela, Stephanie created Feliz Dow, a beautiful jewelry brand a little bit more than one year ago. We met again a couple of months after at All and Steel, a lovely coffee shop offering Scandinavian pastries in London. To talk about how her past career experiences helped her build Phyllis Down, how to work with bloggers and Instagram. Hi Stephanie, can you please introduce yourself and your brand? Okay, so I am Stephanie Felice Dahl, and I'm the founder and um, designer of Felice Dahl. It's a jewelry brand here in London. And when did you create it? It's one year old now, um, so still quite young. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's all about gold and silver? Yes. Or... Yeah, at the moment it's just uh, metal. I'm using just gold and silver, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the, the pureness of just the metal and I want to see how how you can experiment with how the, the metal moves on its own. This is what I saw when I first saw your um, you know your side was like it's really organic, you know, I like the really natural, you know. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. You have an impressive C V, like from stylist assistant book to web coordinator at Maison Margiela, which is huge. <laughs> So how these experiences help you create, you know, Feliz Dal? I think all of the experiences that I've gone through, I've taken different bits here and there, and I think a lot of it was also subconscious. Um, But I suppose um, working with Vogue and magazines, you see a more editorial style. And I think in that sense, I, I keep that in mind when I'm styling, but also... I'm very aware of what's wearable and what people might actually wear on a daily basis and how you can um, mix outfits together in a way that's maybe a bit more daring than you would usually do, but not so editorial that it becomes a bit ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then for Margella, so I was working in digital there, as you said, and that definitely helped um, set up my structure for when I was starting Felice Doll um, and how I should approach um, social media and growing the brand through social media um, because that's all I was working with when I was at Margella. So I had a really focused, uh, I was really focused on that then. I, I really feel, you know, you have this digital and editorial, you know, part in both. I see you have a blog, a blog part on uh, your site. And I can see, like, you always put your jewelry and then some outfit ideas, which I don't see many jewelry brands do. Mm-hmm. And I see the digital part, like, through, like, your Instagram, like, how you manage it. So can you talk, talk a bit about it, how you do this? Sure. Um, well, social media is really 
along with the design it's at the center of Philly stall um, because that's what I was trained in for me it's the most natural place to start and I think it's also a great way to find people who would really like your product and people who you could create good discussions with um, because I think the media before well it's still around but like magazines and whatnot it's more you're talking to people or talking at them rather than talking with them and I think something that's really nice about social media is you can really keep on top of what's interesting and what people are talking about and what sort of trends they like and um, how people react to different styles. I also see that you put a little bit of yourself because I remember when we met first that you mentioned that people like seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, when I started the Instagram of the brand, I don't think I posted any pictures of me for a really long time um, because I thought I'm going to do it just like a strictly brand um, Instagram. So I'm just going to focus on the jewelry and um, not about me, myself. And I noticed when I started putting pictures of myself, I was getting more likes and more interactions. And I thought, um, I guess I can understand that because in the same way as when I look at other brands or I see another profile and this person's a designer or this person has this cool job, it's more the person that you connect to rather than just like, oh, that's a pretty, yeah, whatever. I had the same, a little bit the same approach with my own Instagram. At the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm just posting stuff that is inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. Then I had like a few likes. And then as soon as I started doing that, I do outfits on my blog, mm -hmm. you know, instantly I see like a peak, you know. I just find it amazing because I was, I'm not that interested. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you think you're not. And then people really, like you said, like really need to connect um, with you. Like, do you have any other social media or you just like Instagram the most or so I focus mostly on Instagram right now I think because it's mostly a visual platform um, and then so that's the one I personally like best um, but then I also do Facebook um, much more rarely though I try just to post kind of if there are news or don't forget to check out this other part of the website things like that um, and then also Twitter So that's also news. It's like, um, oh, this blogger posted on this or I'll repost some things that I think um, people who like the brand would like. So often it's um, Scandinavian related things like a guide to Stockholm or you have to try these different um, cinnamon buns, something like that. <laughs> um, and then I, I also have Pinterest. Um, so I, I pin inspiration and then I also pin their um, different outfits that are uh, like a bloggers or whoever styling my jewelry. Now, when you talk about bloggers, and I think you work really well with them, and I don't think um, you find, like, even huge brands sometimes, I don't think they are, have a good strategy, actually, to uh, approach bloggers, you know, work with them, because sometimes I think they just care about the numbers mm -hmm. rather than, you know, if this person actually really like the brands mm -hmm. or, you know, if... Um, she actually has a proper committed, you know, uh, following. So how do you work, you know, how do you work with bloggers? I know you have a lot of Scandi bloggers, mm -hmm. you know, because your brand is, uh, is Scandi, which I think it's really um, nice. So how do, you, how do they come to you? How do you work with them? Um, so 
usually I look for um, bloggers who I think their style fits really well with the brand or their message. Um, and sometimes I approach them, sometimes they approach me. Um, but I think it's really important what you were saying about how it's you have to try and pick people who suit what you're trying the story you're trying to tell um and a lot of brands i think they they just focus too much on the numbers and it's like okay she might be popular but maybe her followers don't care about whatever this product is that you're talking about because um, when i see them on your feed you know like feature them and then I go and see their Instagram and actually like you have a similar style so I don't see like a, a difference I'm like okay she she's really liking the brand you know so I really I really um, appreciate that just I don't see that in a difference yeah I think also what I try to do is when when I work with bloggers who share a certain aesthetic I think it's also more likely that the they will really like the product and therefore keep wearing it Um, which is good for me and also good for them because I think often with bloggers, you know, it is how a lot of them make their living. So sometimes they just promote things which they maybe kind of like, but it's more also they get free product and they get paid for it. Um, so I really try to pick people who I think would actually enjoy the product and not just like, oh, I like it enough to post on it once. Like <laughs> really amazed by that because um, as you know, I, where I work, and we have bloggers also, and I just think some like you have some brands they just have a new department mm -hmm. you know, just to work with bloggers, but I really think that they don't understand. Like you really pay attention to the fact that they, you know, it's their living, you know, blogging. Whereas for big brands, it's just like oh, these girls that you know drinking some coffees. <laughs> taking pictures yeah. and you know, <laughs> like that and I think so when you approach them do you have like contracts or is it just um, friendships I think it's it depends it's a bit of both in a way um, there's always some sort of exchange that's agreed upon um, so That way we both know what's going on and I'm not going to be like, why is it, why am I not seeing this? Or they think, why am I not getting this? However, so we definitely, I try to make it clear when I'm uh, in contact with them. And then also on the, the friend side, I try to meet up with as many of them as I can um, because I think it's really important to have a personal connection. Like, you know, you can email people as much as you want, but... I don't know if you've ever experienced this in an office if you're writing to someone from the American team or whatever and you meet them in person, they're so different than an email. <laughs> so I think with bloggers, you can get such a, a perception of them on their Instagram, but it's not necessarily how they are as a person. So it's nice to be able to connect to them on a different level too. <laughs> and you didn't have I also have like some uh, people telling you they have some problems with bloggers did it ever happen to you? no not so far luckily <laughs> <laughs> it's super lucky because sometimes they say they're not on time you know mm. uh, answering when you need something or yeah it's good <laughs> yeah I think it maybe also depends on the I guess the size of the blogger or I don't know if you tell them When you need it by already at the beginning when your team is talking with them 
I'm pretty relaxed about when they post as long as it's within a reasonable amount of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all okay so far so uh, I think you answered a little bit before but do you think influencers work better for you than traditional marketing uh, I would say yes definitely um, most of my customers have found me through social media um, so I think that really shows how much they can help um, I think what I mentioned before with Um, more traditional media is uh, it's like talking at a potential customer or reader and also personally when I read a magazine maybe I'll flip through it or read it a few times yeah and then it you know ends up being recycled or I leave it on the airplane or whatever whereas on social media if someone wears the piece multiple times you're going to come across it more And even if you liked it the first time when you saw the magazine, you might just completely forget that you saw it. So I think in that sense, with social media, um, kind of more consistent presence is really helpful in terms of connecting with potential buyers. That's nice. And talk a little bit about your brand more, because we didn't uh, really, so you define your brand as candy. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, well, I think the product design is very scandy in the sense it's very organic. The forms are very organic and natural and that's quite traditionally scandy. Um, and I'm trying to position it more toward a younger audience like um, because it's traditional design but it's also for contemporary women now. And I think a lot of the existing um, Scandinavian design It's, it could maybe be seen as more conservative, not necessarily in the design, but in terms of who they're speaking to. And I think it's something that's so universal that it's nice to open it up and include younger people too. When I think about Scandi, I think obviously about H&M and Cos, you know? And, I mean, to me, their design is really classic in a, in a way. And even the, you know, Jewelry they do, you know, is really. Uh, what can I say? When I when I think minimalism, kind of minimalism, I just think about like you know really hard shapes, mm -hmm. not like you know moving shapes like like yours. So I really think it's what makes you different from maybe uh, the typical you know um, Scandinavian Scandinavian brand. Mm -hmm. And why did you choose Candy? As your, uh, you know, is your tra it's your trademark. Um, well, I'm half Swedish, half Filipina, and I grew up with a lot of Scandi design around me and just design influence um, at my home, and then also every time I'd visit my relatives in Sweden, um, my grandparents there are architects, oh, right. and um, they have a lot of really beautiful Scandi design in their home which when I was growing up, I didn't think anything of because it was just like, oh, this is grandma, grandpa's house. It wasn't <laughs> like, it's just how it looks. And I think um, being surrounded by all these really um, natural and pure and minimalist forms, it kind of just sunk in. And that's what I, my eye was trained to like. And so that really stuck with me. 
even not having grown up in Sweden, growing up mostly here in London, so um, it's a very natural place for me to... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's really interesting, and I also think that, I don't know, when you said, you, I saw you were Swedish-Filipina, I was like, I've never, never seen someone <laughs> Swedish-Filipina, so can you talk a little bit about you know, your story? Sure. Um, well, my father is Swedish, and my mom's from the Philippines, and they met in the States. Um, so I was born there, and that's why I have an American accent. <laughs> um, but I grew up in the UK, um, and I've also lived in Paris and New York, and now I'm back in London. <laughs> It's super, super international. And do you think... Influences a little bit uh, your brand or not at all? Uh, I think it does actually. Um, in the in the first, I guess most obvious way would be with the gold because most Scandies they prefer to wear silver from what I've experienced. Yeah, and when you you look at the Scandinavian jewelry, often it's just in silver. They don't even make it in gold at all, and. For me, I've always been more attracted to gold, and maybe that's coming from the Filipino side. And for me, it was an obvious decision to to start with gold in my designs too. I had a really stupid question because I've never been there, but since we said that your uh, design are not typically Scandi, you know, uh, do you feel like in the Philippines you have a connection with nature? than, you know, in Sweden, and that makes your design so different? I, I actually think the Swedes have more of a connection to nature than the Filipinos, uh, because in Sweden, it's very much, you take care of the country, and so, like, people don't pick flowers randomly like you, but... Um, You can go into the forests, and I don't know, everyone loves hiking and uh, being on the water and really preserving nature. Like, people don't litter at all. People recycle everything. Um, they're very conscious of the environment. Um, whereas in the Philippines, I think they, they're not as conscious of it. It's more just, there's a beach and there are palm trees, but that's how it is. It's not like... We think about preserving it. Yeah, yeah exactly. A similar experience with uh, some from Cameroon and Cameroon I think they have beautiful you know uh, nature but it just it's not like they don't care it's just like oh it's there so mm -hmm. you know it's there so we don't really think about doing anything about that exactly <laughs> because it was always there that's what they think that's really interesting yeah. <laughs> where can we find you? well I have my online e-boutique so that's www.felicedahl.com And then after that, I am currently stocked at Wolf and Badger online. It's a UK store. And then also at La Bespoke Bridal Boutique, which is, it's a, a bridal boutique outside London. It's a showroom, so you need to make an appointment to go. Uh, but they have really cool, unique brands. And I thought that was a really good place to be positioned. I think it's also really good to not be just like your everyday Um, you know, Jerry, because I think if someone wants a really, really unique um, ring for wedding, mm -hmm. I think yours are just perfect. They're just not, you know, like the random ring. They're mm -hmm. just like personal. So, <laughs> then you have Facebook, Feliz Dal, 
Instagram. Yes. Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. They're all linked on my website too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.